baby and we're seven days away from nfl season this is the siege mentality podcast episode four quattro and siege you went to vegas man how was it it was weird. i'm not gonna lie it was a little weird i mean it wasn't bad it just was weird it wasn't quite the same but it was good got in got out got what i needed just to get done signed up for the circuit contest um so and super contest is what i flew out to do so mission complete i guess of course, he is CJ Kaltenbach. You guys know him better as The Siege on Twitter. I am Duke. So for those who don't know, let, let everybody know what those contests are. You talked about the Circa, the Super Contests. Uh, let them know what it is and, and uh, what we're going to do this year. Uh, so they are um, five games against the spread. Um, you pick five games uh, and you basically compete against they guaranteed $3 million. They're not going to get $3 million in the prize pool, so it's going to overlay. That's the reason I flew out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like three entry max. So we're going to have – we got uh, three teams. So it's going to be fun. Um, try to come up with some winners against the spread and uh, try to get hot and try to win a million dollars. That's the plan. And it's all NFL. All NFL. And you can pick any five games you want. Any five games you want. And I saw a little picture with Miss Kelly in Vegas. Kelly's great. Uh, I'm using her again as my proxy. Fantastic. Um, Do you know her? A little bit. Nothing crazy, crazy. But uh, um, we we talked a lot of football. Uh, She was preparing for a fantasy draft, and she's like, this is the perfect time for you to be out here. Give me everything you know. (laughs) Is she super short or are you super tall? Uh, She's super short. Okay. There we go. Uh, Speaking of fantasy draft. I don't think I'm six, two and a half. I don't think I'm super tall. Yeah, you're taller than me. Um, We did have our staff fantasy draft over on fantasyguru.com. Pretty oh, cool. Rob's going to shave his head and I can't wait. We do have a bet that we'll talk about here briefly. Had hundreds of subs tune in live and then watch on the replay as well. I think it was a good balance of educational stuff and hopefully some entertainment as well. Of course, Mans was the MC, did an awesome job there. I got to be honest. Just full, flat out, you probably you saw You stole my floor for me. I'm very angry about I know, this. I know that, but I had planned Siege to spend five hours prepping for draft because I haven't done – this is my first season-long draft, and we all know best ball is season-long, two completely different strategies. And then I had some things pop up with this new house I'm buying. So I did zero research. Like literally walking, I signed uh, – e-signed a document to purchase a home. I went from rich to poor. I, w- I was poor, then rich, then poor again within 24 hours. Walked in turned the lights on and we went live. I did zero research. Was it, yeah. was it very obvious with my dress? <laughs> yeah, it was, my- it was, it was take every player that I freaking talked about <laughs> on the damn podcast. I was pissed. Will Fuller being one. At least I figured it out for like the second round. I was like, Oh, he's just fucking li- li- taking the guys that I listened on the podcast. Got it. I got to reach up and get them all now. The one guy I missed out on was Baker Mayfield. I think I took some backup running back instead of Baker. But And we're not going to talk about our, our fantasy teams. We know you guys don't care about that. But hopefully our subs enjoyed it over Fantasy Guru. How would you feel about your team in the draft overall seat? 14 I, teams, so it was I, I think my team is I, – I, I realized that the running backs were dying right at the right time. So I got some nice second-string running backs and some depth at that position when everyone else was just like, oh, my God, I'm dead. So and we I, do I have the bet. Good. We have the bet. By the way, Siege, you have to negotiate with Siege. Rob, maybe the worst negotiator in the history of negotiations, has a bet with you. It's fantastic. I mean, it's pretty simple. If I lose, nothing happens. If Rob loses to me in the fantasy league, if he follows, if he's behind me in the standings, he has to shave his head. 
Rob, not the youngest guy in the world, very proud of his quaff. It'll be gone should Siege finish ahead of him. I think six teams make the playoffs. Obviously, I'm in there as, uh, you know, I got to know what the hell I'm doing, but I don't play, you know, high stakes every year for tens of thousands of dollars. So it was fun hundreds to get in thousands. with the Sharks. For some, yeah, hundreds of thousands. As we've all seen Mr. Sendler's uh, palace out in L.A. there. So we got a lot to get to. I know last week we ran a little bit over with the AFC preview. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. We're going to do NFC today. A couple things we have to talk about. Last night, obviously, NBA. A lot of talk about Giannis. Where do you stand on Giannis Adetokounmpo? I saw today Skip Bayless say he's overrated. So for me, that confirmed my theory of him being properly rated. Not underrated, not overrated, properly rated. I just think the Bucks are playing horrific basketball right now. I, I, I'm in the Giannis is overrated camp, but I'm not sure that these last two games are the ones I'm going to blame him for. This, so has been, this has been more a coaching and teammate failure than a Giannis failure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you think his game is made for the regular season struggles in the playoffs? Yeah, I just you have to have to, you have to have a top you have to have a top end shooter around him. Like if you had for hypothetically uh, a Clay Thompson around him, like they would never lose. But you have to have that player. If you don't have it, you're gonna just run yourself into problems. And the Bucks right now just can't buy a shot, and they're not playing Giannis enough minutes, and they're down 2-0. Like, all right, game on. I mean, I guess technically that was supposed to be Chris Middleton, right? But Chris Middleton can't shoot. You have to know better. Like, he's not a shooter. He's not like a – you need a pure shooter. 3 and D guy. Well, and then there's another thing I want to talk about, Siege, because obviously the big issue midweek before last night was Giannis not switching over to Jimmy Butler, I think it was, and, you know, interviewed after the game, hey, why didn't you just, you know, demand that switch? And he basically said, if the coach wants me to do it, I'll do it, but I'm not going to, you know, go against the coach. And he was ridiculed almost across the board for that. How you, did you have any takes on that? I didn't hear that, to be honest. I, I had nothing, I didn't hear that last night. So, um, I mean. This was before uh, last night. I, I mean, I blame the coaching, so I have no issue with Giannis blaming the coaching. The coaching has been terrible this year. From, Budenholzer this series. It's been horrible. Giannis can't be playing 36 games minutes in playoff games you're losing. Just sorry. You can't be playing 10-man rotations in games you're losing. Like, sorry. So, you know what, Giannis? I don't blame you at all for blaming the coach. It's getting ridiculous. Someone has to say something. Yeah, I guess maybe that was more of, of Twitter's angle because basically what I saw, and Twitter's the worst place to decide an argument, maybe outside of, like, nightly news, uh, the most biased takes ever on Twitter – I think people with a brain said, okay, Giannis is listening to his coach. He's saying this in the media, maybe behind the scenes, he's not saying that. Everyone else was just losing their mind saying, F this coach, throw the clipboard across the court, demand to guard this guy. Is that just like an NBA thing? Everywhere else, I feel like people are praised for listening to their coaches and, and doing it. I think you're just tired of Giannis losing and not playing enough minutes. Could be but. it. Speaking of losing, <clears throat> no COVID positive tests. Yeah, I, I think you can kind of give this one up. I think that one's gone. That one's gone. Hey, one thing we've been on since day one, at least you have, Big Ten might be playing football kind of all over this, man. It's, it switches day to day. I don't even know where we stand today. As of Wednesday, uh, there was a chance that they're going to play maybe even mid-early October. Of course, the, uh, the Trumpster is throwing his hat in the ring here saying he's talked to Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is now looking 
all over the place. I'm watching MLS games are traveling from city to city. The NBA is doing great in the bubble. You know, NWSL is playing games. They're looking around going, we, we screwed the pooch here. We got to save face. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, it, I, again, I said it last week. I'll say it again, mid-October. I, I think that's what they're looking at right now. I, I just don't know how you could possibly look at a calendar and go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play in the spring because no one's going to play. Like, none of your good players are going to play. No one's going to take it seriously. Like, yeah, just it's a bad idea. And you got to make this decision sooner rather than later. We saw Neiman opts out at Georgia. Well, we'll see it this week. We'll see it this week. Yeah, it's he, he knocked it out because he lost the starting job and he wanted to save face. Let's call it what it is. JT Daniels. I got, I'm down in Atlanta, obviously, surrounded by Right, Bulldog I'm not fans. crazy. Like, he opted out because he lost the job and it was saving exactly face. What it is. Exactly what it was. Okay. And there's many – I mean, I talked to my buddy last night who's a, who's a dog fan. He was saying he's going to be better off not playing than playing this year and showing that he's not as good as people think he is. Um, so he might just sit out completely and then, and then maybe, I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth round pick, get drafted somewhere. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he should have transferred somewhere where he wasn't going to lose the job. What I'm worried about is my boy, Justin Fields transfer it back to Georgia, which isn't going to happen. But if they don't decide soon to your point, Siege, the big 10 doesn't make a decision soon. They won't, they won't allow transfers. They've already made it pretty clear unless it's a grad transfer and he wouldn't be a grad transfer. Justin Fields would. Right. He could sit out anyway. Why would he – I mean, he might sit out, but that's – I mean, he wants to play this fall. It's pretty clear if he doesn't play this fall, he's not playing. I think he's that's the one that, uh, that put the petition together. Let's play some football this fall. Speaking of football, NFC time. Let's talk some NFL. We're, I mean, we're seven days and a few hours away from actual NFL. It kind of feels weird with no preseason, to be honest. It like, feels I'm, so weird. It feels so weird. Like, I'm doing draft prep, and I haven't even done any high stakes. Like, buddy's like, you going to do it? And I was just like, I don't know. He's like, dude, you have a week to decide. I'm like, Jesus, it's a week. feels like I have, like, a month to decide. I was talking to a bunch of guys in my home league, like, when do we want to do the draft? It's like, soon. We have to do it in the next couple of days, boys, or the season's starting. Like, there's no, there is no preseason. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I was like, my law school league, I was like, we, I haven't even gotten, like, an email yet about it. It's like, uh. I feel like that's going to be an email I get Saturday afternoon and we'll be like, oh, yeah, the football season starting Thursday. Are we going to do this? <laughs> well, of course, the big move, we'll talk about it in the team previews here, but uh, Leonard Fournette cut by Jacksonville. Resign, or signs with Tampa Bay. Kind of a mess in a couple different areas. So two As questions. Are we starting with that division? Let's start with – let's just start with just this, these two questions. What's it do for the oh. Jacksonville? Because we're not going to talk, talk about Jaguars them. Jaguars suck. They went from being bad to bad. Next. Anybody that it benefits from a fantasy perspective? No. That situation's going to be a nightmare. Strong pass. One less uh, body there, at least. And then Tampa Bay, you'll talk about a nightmare. Leonard Fournette's tweet. That's what out I was talking Ronald about. Tampa Jones. Bay was a nightmare. I mean, yeah, what right. about Jacksonville, though? Does it help anybody in the Jacksonville backfield? Chris Thompson, a Zigbo. Like, meh, whatever. Raquel Armstead. Because yeah. Thompson's not a bell cow. I mean. Yeah, but he's just going to get a lot of – I think he's going to play more than people think. Yeah. And then, obviously, Tampa Bay. Arians came out today and said that it's – Rojo's Ronald, our guy. Ronald Jones's job to lose. Rojo is their guy. It's like salads are my go-to food, okay? <laughs> like, there's no chance. Sorry. Just like you're full of shit. So, you think – do you think Fournette gets the first carry? I, it might be true for like one game, but yeah, it's not going to be true beyond that. Yeah. Well, we'll certainly talk about that more once we get over to Tampa Bay. Let's start in the NFC East. 
Again, these win totals that we're going to talk about here are from uh, What Vegas a hustle Insider. last week, by the way. Look, yeah. What a hustle by, your, by the host, the Duke. What a freaking hustle. Gets me to give him a game and the line is even like in every other sports book in the world. What a freaking racket that was. Look, if you don't do your homework, I cannot be stopped. I, I'm going to do what I Hey, I, I, I learned my lesson. I'm not making the same <laughs> mistake twice. I was uh, impressed. It was a good hustle. To be honest, I think I pulled them off Pinnacle last week. I decided to take like more of a, an aggregate look at it, and so they're off Vegas Insider this week. If you have any issues with the total, we can certainly talk about those seeds. But let's start with the Dallas Cowboys, 8-8 eight and eight last year. Their win total is 10 this year for uh, Vegas Insider. New head coach, Mike McCarthy. What do you, for, let's start here. What do you think of Mike McCarthy? Because he was with Green Bay forever. They only won one title with Aaron Rodgers, and I mean, as a quarterback, do you rate him? I kind of – I don't. I don't understand this move. I think he's going to be way better. I think he's a guy who went into the analytics lab, learned from his mistakes. Everything so far has been really good that I've seen from him. So I have no complaints, to be honest. And it's kind of who you're comparing it to, right? Like, I mean – The clapper! <laughs> what they had, it wasn't exactly great. So it should be an upgrade here. They added C.D. Lamb, which I like. Andy Dalton's okay depth, right, if we do get an injury at the quarterback position. Zeke and Pollard. What do you, so what are you doing with Zeke? by the way, in your drafts. I had the third pick. Don't, took, don't draft him. I don't like Zeke this year. Am I crazy? Nope. I don't nope. like that they lost their center. Travis Frederick retired. Um, you know, I don't like that Pollard. Here right it is. I, I got a good stat here for Zeke, it why me. you should fade him. And this is for my buddy Noah. This, this is not an original stat, but it's perfect. Um, Cowboys run right in the red zone under Jason Garrett. It was 50.7%, good for third highest in the NFL. The Packers run rate in the red zone under Mike McCarthy. 26.8%. Good for 30th. Now, I don't expect it to be that low, but it's not going to be 51%. So, yeah, I, I don't have much interest in Zeke this year. I have, like, none. I think he's, like, my eighth-rated player on the board. I think I got him, like – I've done, like, 300 best balls now, 300 and counting. I think I have literally have one share of Zeke where I got him 80th. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to have take him here, but – Pretty strong take there on Z. I, I just, I just think they're gonna the passing attack though. Give me every single piece of it. Yeah, where, where are you starting with the passing attack? Is it just grabbing Dak and you know not worrying about which piece Dak, it goes to? Just get them all, get them yeah. all. I, I think they're gonna. I mean, if they're throwing the red zone that that kind of clip, they're all gonna be really good plays. Now this is year two under Kellen Moore. You talked about the the delta there in run zone or red zone run rate there. I mean, does that have anything to do with it? I know it's com maybe coming from the head coach, Jason Garrett versus Mike McCarthy, but year two of Kellen Moore, shouldn't we see a little bit of what we saw last year from the Cowboys? Yeah, but I think Kellen Moore instinctively wants to throw. He's a quarterback. He doesn't want to hand off the ball. I think that was a lot of the, the clapper. He wanted to run the ball. By the way, hot take from CSU Ram, Amari Cooper, best wide receiver in the NFL. Is he just blowing smoke or is he being dead serious? I think he's just being hilariously blowing smoke. Damn it. Well, I used that and took Amari Cooper in our draft. Not going to talk about our teams. Ten wins. A lot of wins for the Cowboys in an okay division. Where are you at as far as over-under on their wins? Let's see. I, you know what? See, now we, we filled these out at Elite Fantasy. I can actually tell you what I did. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that, too. Let me pull that up. It's, uh, I, I can tell you. I just have to remember what I did. I actually sat down. I took some time, and I, like, mapped it all out. So I just need to remember what I did. Let's see here. Let's see here. Conference winners, Super Bowl sheet, NFL win totals. See, they have nine and a half here. That's fine. Well, what, we should probably use the numbers that we're using on the sheet on the site. That's probably true. Uh, I um, went under, by the way, while I, you're looking that up. I, went I under. took over. I went over. I just 
I mean, finding 11 wins is tough to justify. Well, yeah, nine and a half if you get to 10. But this over is nine and a half minus 155. Are you paying the juice to take the over? Yeah, I like the Cowboys this year. I think they're really good. That offense I, is going to be so good. I just, I mean, I guess to me it depends on Dak's run rate. He's obviously, I know we'll talk about, you know, Murray here just a little bit. Dak's a thick-bodied individual, similar to Russell Wilson. How much does he run? Does he get hurt? I don't trust Andy Dalton. I know it's depth. It's better than a hell of a lot of other backup quarterbacks, but these weapons get a hell of a lot worse if uh, if Dak goes down. I guess you can say that for any NFL team. Yeah, you, you definitely can. All right, so you're over. I'm under. Like that. Let's move on to New York Giants. Four and 12 last year. Six and a half is the win total that I have here. Let's see if that matches up on the sheet. I don't know. You can look that up. New coach, Joe Judge, comes in from the Pats, uh, added some nice pieces, picked up a left tackle, Andrew Thomas, in the draft. Daniel Jones has another year, um, you know, in the NFL here. New system. I murdered Mans for taking Daniel Jones in our, in our staff draft. Where are you at with the New York Giants? Because I hate them. I have them as dead, the team that finishes last in this division. I think that they are going to wow. be fine. I like the coaching. I like the coaching a lot. I just think it's a really tough division. And – I have more faith in the Washington football franchise than I do um, over on with the Giants this year, just in terms of the talent. I, I think this is going to be a really good division. I think all these teams are going to be competing to get to 500, but I just think they're kind of in the wrong division. There's other if they're in other divisions, I would really like them. Let's say like the NFC North, um, but in this division, I just don't think that they're going to be able to get enough wins. They said it's six and a half. I believe I went under here. I went under as well. You know, it's funny you say that. I thought I was going to be the only one who was maybe hyping up the Washington football team uh, as it is, but maybe not. I'm, I'm higher on Washington than I am on the Giants. Yeah, me too. It looks like we're in a minority looking at the sheet, but uh, I, I agree. I do like the Washington football team this year. Thoughts on Saquon Barkley? He's the second pick. He's probably going to get hurt. I have a disproportionate amount of him because I keep drawing the second slot, and it's getting really annoying. And like I have this, like I just have a slick in best balls. I just keep drawing the second slot. So it's like, what else are you going to do? What do you think of Daniel Jones? Is he, I mean, is he a top half NFL starter eventually? No. Eventually, maybe. Not now. I, think I just keep really thinking bad. like every year. Like, like you, you were right. Everything you said about Daniel, Danny Dimes, I wanted to just echo. I was like, yeah, no, he's bad. He's, he's got turnover issues. Um, his arm is fine, but every year we're he adding fumbles new the ball arms. too much. He's yeah. just bad. I'm sorry. Like, he's just not good. Obviously, in the NFL, without a quarterback, you're going to struggle. I do like Evan Ingram. Um, I do like a few other pieces, but I don't know. I have this team I, at like five, very similar to last year, 4-12. and 12. Yeah, four or five wins. That's where I'm at as well. Perfect. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. 9-7 and seven last year. 9.5 is the over-under. Added Darius Slay. You know, a couple okay pieces at wide receiver. But I know you're high on Miles Sanders. Everyone is high on Miles Sanders. Sell me on Miles Sanders. Is it just the system? I mean, what are we, what are we like? It's the workload and the system. I mean, he's fantastic. He, he's going to get catch balls. He's going to run to the tackle. He's going to be a bell cow this year, and there's just very few of them. He's going to get 70 75% of the touches in, in that backfield if he's healthy, and that's just valuable. And, and I like the talent, too. And I also like the division. They're going to be in competitive football games. Not really any great defenses in that division, so I kind of expect the pace to be pretty good. Have we seen enough of Miles Sanders, you know, one year in the league here to say he can be that bell cow? I think so. I, I mean, I saw enough at Penn State, too. He was really good at Penn State. I, I have no concerns. Unfortunately, I saw that, too. 
Uh, what do you think of Carson Wentz? Because after him, it is ugly, man. Nate Sudfeld, Jalen Hurts, the rookie. There's not a lot behind Carson I'm a Carson Nate Sudfeld Wentz. guy. I've always was. He made me a lot of money in college football, DFS when he was at Indiana. He made me a <laughs> lot of money. I always, I always thought if he, got a, if he had to play in a West Coast, he'd be fine. He could just sling it. Doesn't he'd throw guy, some picks, but he'd be fine. Doesn't that kind of tell you everything you need to know, though? At Indiana, he, was, he won yeah, you Yeah, against like Big Ten defenses where like he had Indiana supporting casts and they had Ohio State supporting casts, and he was still just slinging it across the field and winning games. So. They're always down by 70, so he's always chucking the ball over. Right, the and it might be the same case in the NFL, but I really don't care about that. For fantasy, it's fine for me. So, I mean, where are you with Carson Wentz? Because, I mean. Oh, I think he's an injury rate in the happy. He's injury prone. I called him injury prone last year. got laughed at. Those back things, like, the, once you have a back injury, you just never are the same. Look at Tony Romo. Just, you just really never aren't the same. He's already having issues again this year. But I'm going to put some faith in him. I, I really just think this team's going to find a way to get to 10 wins. And that's what you have. You have the over, right? Yeah, I think I would take the under now if I could go back and do it again. That's where I landed. Was on the under. I don't think uh, nine is the wins sheet live is out of the. <laughs> I don't think you can change the sheet now, Siege. Uh, I think nine is not unreasonable. I have him at eight and eight or worse, to be honest. I, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz plays sixteen games, uh, and I think behind that is an absolute trash can. I guess we'll wait and see on Miles Sanders. I might be completely wrong on him, but I think he's a nice piece. I don't think he's a piece that puts him over the top. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to see if they'll let me change my pick. I want to change Don't my pick. Do Don't you do it. While you're trying to cheat, I'll move on. I'm not on trying to cheat. I changed the, the season hasn't started yet. I'm not to change Washington my mind, aren't football. I? Well, once you see everybody's picks, you can obviously make changes. Like, that's not I, I mean, I wasn't, it was, I'm not trying to just – I'm not game theorying it. I just I just changed my mind. I just – I don't think they're going to get to 10 wins. I'm going to pick up my phone and tattle on you real quick. Let me see. Rob, the alcoholic. All right, I'll shoot him a text when we're done here. Washington football team. I actually, I thought we'd be on opposite sides of this. I could have looked at the sheet and seen that we weren't. Washington, uh, three and 13 last year. They did get a bump in their expected wins this year, up to five. I mean, I, I guess I don't really know why. New coach, I love Chase Young, but I'm super high on the Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins just named QB1. Terry McLaurin's electric. You know, I've named three Ohio State players, in case you're wondering why I love this team. I just think it's a young team on the rise. Are they going to make playoffs? No, but I think they're going to exceed expectations this year. Completely agree with you. I'm a huge Haskins fan. I think they got good supporting cast. They got a bunch of good running backs. Uh, Antonio Gibson is a guy that I don't have much exposure to right now that I really need to just suck it up and pay the price. He's fantastic. Memphis just pumping out really good NFL running backs. You know, they got Bryce Love. They got AP. I mean, they've got some other wide receiver options, Steve Sims. So I, I'm, a, I'm a fan here. I think it's going to be a good system. I think it's a really good system for Haskins, too. I think getting this system with Ron Rivera in there it is going to be a good fit. And I think they get to six or seven wins. I'm with you. I think they'll be playing some meaningful football in the November and December. Wow, that'd be – I mean, yeah, I have them right at six. So I'm a little bit above the number. Seven wins would be awesome. You talk about arm talent. We mentioned Daniel Jones. To me, the ceiling for Dwayne Haskins is so much higher than Daniel Jones. I'm a huge Haskins believer. I, I knew last year was going to be rough. He wasn't ready. But uh, I think with Ron Rivera, a full offseason, I think he'll be ready to go. I don't know how long this lasts, but obviously, unfortunately, Ron Rivera dealing with some health issues. I think there's a win or two in there, and, and let's play it up for coach. Plus, I just think Ron Rivera is a hell of a head coach. Yeah, I like Ron Rivera, especially think on this team. I think he's a good fit. Scott Turner in as OC, Jack Del Rio running the defense. Um, sneaky over there. So I'm over. You're over. I'm over. And we have the Giants finishing last in the uh, NFC East. So I think 
people can make some money off that if you want to tail us there. Let's move to the NFC North. Start with the Chicago Bears. Eight and eight last year. Or excuse me. Yeah, eight and eight last year. Twelve and four in 2018. This thing's heading the wrong direction for Nagy. Big question should be answered very soon. Is it Nick Foles? Is it Mitch Trubisky? I'm not going to call him Mitchell Trubisky. Bill Lazor takes over as OC. I know nothing about this guy. Do you? I really don't even want to talk about the Bears, to be honest. They're so – there's just like eight and a half wins for the Bears and the money's on the over. Good Lord, people, you're out of your mind. What am I missing? I don't know. I mean, the whole staff is on the under, basically. So, yeah, I think if, if that gives you guys any indication, everyone over at Elite is on the under here. I, you know, I follow Tariq Cohen on Twitch. He's really good at Call of Duty. I think Allen Robinson's good at football. I think Anthony Miller is good at football, but uh, I just have no faith in that quarterback situation. Or Let's talk about Allen Robinson, though, because that's a good point, Siege. Does, does his value change at all if it's Foles versus Trubisky? I mean, he's always had terrible quarterbacks throwing the football, so no. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everywhere he's been, that's the case. But for me, I think there's a slight uptick if it's Foles versus Trubisky. I mean, slight. I'm not going to nitpick like that. Oh, man. That's why I'll finish ahead of you in the staff draft. Anything to like from Chicago? I mean, I, after – I don't even know. I mean, I don't like the backfield. I don't like – I'm under, obviously. I'm guessing you are as well. I am under. Yeah, pretty much the entire staff is actually under there. I can see – I can see like six wins and Nagy getting fired. I can see five or four. Do you think Nagy's on the hot seat here? Nagy's not going to make the season. You think he doesn't finish? He's not on the sideline for week 17. I don't think so, no. Damn, I like that. I like that. I like that, I like that a lot. Okay, so screw the, screw the Bears. Let's go to the Lions. People are high on the Lions. I am not. I did like their draft. Jeff Okuda is locked down corner. Could be. I don't know if he will be year He's one. He's not even starting, apparently. I think, but don't you think he moves flag. to the slot? I, I have no idea what the hell's going on there, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, we can get to the coaching here in a second. I'm in love with DeAndre Swift. Obviously, injury concerns dating back to college, but he's an electric player. Drawn by Allison, I guess, is decent depth. I never love when a Patriots don't hang on to a player, and Jamie Collins is a new, new piece on defense. I just don't think, as much as I like Ron Rivera as a head coach, I don't like Matt Patricia as a head coach. I don't think he can get this thing done. I would like Patricia. I think he's fine. Why I do you think- like Patricia? Because he was at New England? No, because he's he's fine. He's perfectly average. What has he shown you as a head coach that says? What's he yes. shown me that he? What, what's he shown me? What, what was he supposed to do last year? Matt Stafford was hurt, and he had like freaking Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Like he was going to lose football games. How the Pats do with Matt there? Castle? That's like one of the biggest all-time flukes seasons ever. <laughs> Just going to your backyard, giving you an example. Uh, yeah, but Matt Castle wasn't like actually horrible at football. Jeff Driscoll's terrible. We knew that when he was in college at Florida too. True. Yeah, he's no uh, no Tim Tebow. But what I mean, what do people like about the Detroit Lions? I mean, six and a half win total coming up from a, off a three and twelve season. Where is this three and a half win jump that they're going to make? Matt Stafford. That's it. The guy who I mean, he plays through everything, but he didn't play through everything. He played missed half the season last year. No, I mean he played with a broken uh, leg, didn't he, or in a broken arm or something? I remember that one play he made where he came back in through the long pass. Runs down the I'm, field, throws. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that this is a better team than people give it credit for. The defense is better. The offense has really good weapons, as you mentioned. Uh, they they get to play inside in a dome. That's going to help. They're going to be able to throw the football all around the field. I like them. I think they're going to go seven and nine, eight and eight. 
Okay, I'll take the under on that. Final word on Patricia here. He's what? Offensive guy or defensive guy? Defensive guy. They're fine. And where they finished last year in points allowed? They had no offense. Jeff Driscoll was going three and out every possession. 26th in the NFL. Yeah, when you're on the field like 42 minutes a game, that's going to happen to you. They had the number 11 offensive line according to PFF. What's it matter if Jeff Driscoll's back there? Run the ball, play defense. You can't run the ball when they know you can't throw the ball. So you're going over six and a half? Over. Under for me. Green Bay Packers, these are my boys. I'm a cheesehead at heart. The wife is, so I've adopted the pack. What are they doing? Why, why do they not draft offensive weapons for Aaron Rodgers? How do you because ruin they, this quarterback? Because they don't have enough offensive weapons. They didn't need more. They were fine. I think, it was a very, I think it was a very disciplined draft other than the A.J. Dillon pick, which was a complete waste. But um, I thought getting Jordan Love with the way they did was smart. Um, I, I think that uh, – the, I think the Packers wide receivers are better than people give credit for. I think Adams, Lazard, uh, Kumaro, St. Brown's back this year. I think that's a big addition for them. They've topped them up all offseason. I'm a huge fan. I liked him at Notre Dame. I think he'll be a good player in that offense. So I'm not worried about the Packers wide receivers. I'm really not. Adams obviously a stud. Kind of a crowded backfield. Aaron Jones going to be the bell cow, but A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams there. I know you're not very high on A.J. Dillon. I just don't think the Packers are. I think they realize they made a mistake. He went, what, second round? You're talking about Aaron Jones. Uh, no, A.J. Dillon. It took him in the second round of the, of yeah, the draft? Yeah, in the second round of the draft. Sorry, gotcha. I thought you had the fancy draft. I was like, what? No, no, no. Um, so you think it's situational, not – the ability of the player or, or what do you think with AJ? Cause I, I mean, I just don't think he's that good. Would you rather take Jamal Williams over AJ Dillon late in the draft? I did. There you go. Um, I don't like everything after Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, I think is great. Aaron Rodgers is good. Adams is a beast. Lazard about as scantling. I know St. Brown is back. We'll wait and see what their offensive line lost pieces. What are they doing at tight end? I just, I, I think they could have used, that pick from Jordan Love on a nice weapon to finish out a career for Aaron Rodgers. Because he's had, got, what, two years left? I love how you're complaining about this team and you have the over. All you've done is complain, 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 and you're still taking the over. They were terrible last year and went 13-3. This is the thing. The defense is fine. Nothing to write home about. The offense is, gonna be, the offense is not the problem. The, but they, but they, because they have Aaron Rodgers. Imagine what they could be if they actually had another piece outside of Devontae Adams. What you don't need to have like you don't you don't have to be Dallas and overpay everyone and have like three stud receivers. You don't have to have that. You don't need it. Where are you? Are you over? It's the total's nine. You're over. over? Yeah, we're yeah. I'm the only one defending the Packers on this freaking clip, and you're like you have the over too. <laughs> well, here's why I like the over. I'm under on the Lions, and I think the Bears stink. So I think the division's pretty weak overall, um, and that's where I think they kind of chew it up. Outside of that, we'll wait and see. That's that's kind of my theory. I think the Vikings are okay. You want to move on to them? Yeah. Minnesota Vikings 10-6 and six last year. I have a big question mark at the quarterback position. The total is just down to nine this year. Oh, Obviously, Kirk Cousins is fine. He, yeah, fine. Eight and eight. That's under nine. Out goes Stephon Diggs. In comes Justin Jefferson, who's a beast. Talent-wise, how far apart do you think those two players are? Stephon Diggs, obviously proven in the NFL, but Jefferson's a monster, man. I'm not a Jefferson guy. You're not? I, not in that system. I kind of need to see it before I'm going to believe it. See, initially I, I, I like was, the talent, but I just don't I don't like the system. I don't like the fit at all. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because initially I was I was down on Thielen with Diggs leaving, but I think Jefferson steps in. I think he's maybe like a notch below Diggs. 
but the gap that people were saying is not as big. That's that's kind of my opinion. I just on I hate the fit. I hate the fit. I really hate the fit. I mean, we're talking about weapons on offense, though. We just gave uh, – I at least gave the Packers shit for 10 minutes there. Dalvin Cook, I know he's got a contract issue. We can talk about that. Thielen, well, He's got Diggs. a contract issue. What's he going to talk about? <laughs> Do you think he gets sorted out? Will he hold out? Obviously, the, the penalties are greater in the offseason than they are in the regular season if you hold out. Could no he idea. get to the starting uh, – to the uh, NFL regular season and sit out? No idea. Can you take a guess, Siege? I don't want to guess. I have no clue. I'm just, I just be, I'd be just like flipping a coin. 50-50 for him to sit out versus not. I like the addition of Gary Kubiak. Cook in this offense, run heavy. I saw a quote from Kubiak. He said he's picturing more Terrell Davis than Devonta Freeman in this system. Your thoughts? He, he's what he is if he plays. Like he'll be, he'll be fine. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not really all that excited to talk about the Vikings. I think they're just kind of a mediocre football team that's going to go eight and eight, nine and seven, and like that's what they're going to be. And we both had push, believe it or not, on the win total here of nine. I think we're about the same. I can tell by your energy you're ready to move on. I just don't like this team. I really just don't like the team. And I really don't know what to think. Like, it's one of the teams that, like, once I see it, I'll have a better clue. But I just have no idea until I see it. Think the Packers win the division? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, And that's why I have them as the over. I think that division is kind of shitty. NFC South, competitive division, but I don't know how good any of these teams are going to be. Atlanta Falcons will start there. Seven and nine last season. Disappointing season for the Falcons, in my opinion. 23rd in points allowed. That triggered Raheem Morris to take over the defense. Todd Gurley's in, projected to be the starting running back. Is this the best wide receiver core in the NFL? What? Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's it. You talk about two pieces. What other? What other? That's not a core. That's a nice starting lineup. Siege. You go. You change your opinion from team to team on what's important. What do you mean? So the Packers don't need any more weapons, but all they have is Devontae Adams. The Falcons' defense is way worse than the Packers. Russell Gage? Jalen McCluskey? LaCron Treadwell? I mean, we got – this is – LaCron Treadwell is literally an argument that you just said. Need I remind you, we covered the Dallas Cowboys, who have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb, and then you have the guts to, the cojones to be like, oh, the Falcons have the best receiver core in the NFL. They don't, have the best core, they don't even have the best wide receiver core in their own freaking conference. The only reason I said LaCron Treadwell is because I can't pronounce Olamidi Zacchias, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, I'm sure if you can pronounce his name, he's definitely good. I mean, we can. Uh, there's several players in the NFL that have crazy names that are decent. But what do you think of Hayden Hurst? He's getting a little hype. Um, I mean, NFL – or excuse me, Atlanta Falcons. I can see them – I can see them going over seven and a half wins. I mean, I don't think the Panthers are any good. You know, Saints are. That's are not what you decent, said there, Duke, on the sheet. I, I can see them going over, but if I'm using my money, I'm going under. I'm going over here. I think that there's one really bad team in this division that might not get a win. And well, they're going to get a win, I guess, but they're going to be really bad. And so that just kind of leads me to be over on these teams that are kind of, I think, are close. I think Falcons are an eight and eight, nine and seven football team. That's what they were last year, too, outside. Like, the Phillies had a bad start, horrible start. Couldn't get out of their own way. Played really good football down the stretch. Basically, the whole team's back. They upgraded it running back. So, yeah, I, I'm on the over here. What do you think of Gurley this year? I mean, any expectation at all? I just have no idea how that knee's going to hold up on the turf. But Yeah, he went from absolute monster to just injury after injury, unfortunately, last year. But, yeah, totally agree. I know you're worried about the turf. You mentioned that in another podcast. 
It's like state-of-the-art stuff. With his knee, I'm worried about it. Okay. So you are over. I'm under on that one. This has got to be the team you're talking about here. Massive changes everywhere for the Carolina Panthers. New, New owner, new coach, new QB. Out goes Cam Newton. In comes Teddy Bridgewater on a hefty contract. Five and eleven last year. I have them. I think about the same this year. I'm under on them. I have like two and fourteen. Yeah, I think this team is really bad. I just don't think the defense is going to hold up, and I don't like Teddy Bridgewater at all. I think PJ Walker is going to be making starts before the season's over. Um, I I just McCaffrey is obviously elite, and he's going to put up monster games because they're going to be behind the whole time and getting balls out of the backfield, but. Yeah, I just don't trust the defense. I don't trust the coaching staff, to be honest. I think Matt Rule is going to have a little bit of a learning curve this first year. I think it's going to get pretty ugly in Carolina this year. Obviously, as you mentioned, McCaffrey's an absolute beast. A million touches last year, 116 receptions. Yeah, I saw a quote today that like they said it wasn't enough. <laughs> Are they just trying to get this guy killed? I mean, it's the only guy, it's the only good player they've got. I mean, DJ Moore, I, I think it's going to be have a rough year. I think he's going overdrafted. A lot of people like him. I, I think I think they're not understanding how bad Teddy Bridgewater is going to be. Did he literally get this contract based on a couple games for the Saints? Yeah, basically. Man, you want to talk about major injuries. Obviously, you had some promise with the Vikings gets hurt and then kind of moves around here a little bit. I guess good for him for getting the contract. This is this is too much change. I think they're at least a year away, and I think they paid the wrong guy. I'm, I'm with you. Two wins, that's – I mean, if you call that, I'll give you massive props – on the podcast they're really they're really bad but i have them at like four to five wins so i guess it's not that different matt rule i i don't understand that joe brady's running the offense got that i like, spread I like it i just think it's the wrong quarterback for the system yeah yeah well, yeah you need, a, you need a gunslinger not a game manager i do like Derek brown though he's a monster do you watch him at auburn much yeah he's fantastic i just, I just again just one year away like if they yeah. get if they can fix the quarterback situation and get like if they go let's say they're really bad and get like Trevor Lawrence or Josh Fields, like now they'll be in business. Justin year. Fields. Justin Fields. I say Josh. Yeah. Yep. Justin Fields. Justin. What do you think of Robbie Anderson? Initially, I was like, oh, maybe he'll get some, uh, you nope. know, consistent play at quarterback. Oh, just kidding. It's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I have no interest in Robbie Anderson. Okay. He, he's kind of the guy that I just assume is washed at this point. Carolina Panthers being so bad are the reason why I'm worried about my under for the Falcons. But let's talk about the New Orleans Saints, thirteen and three last year. Sneaky thirteen and three. I kind of forgot they were that good. Same with the Packers. 10 wins is their total. I guess, do we start with Alvin Kamara? I'm not worried about Kamara. I gotta be honest. Like they said it was an unexcused absence. And then they said there was an epidural. I don't know. I think they're full of shit on the epidural. I think they're just trying to cut save face. I just, I don't believe it for one second. I think they're like, Oh shit, we would have to find them. So let's just say that it was, there was a shot involved. I just, I don't buy it for half a second. Trying to save face, stay on the good side maybe of Kamara. So, okay. Yeah. I like that. Famous Jameis got some eye surgery, but Drew Brees is back. I kind of like the depth there at quarterback. Don't know if it matters. Sorry, I, I'm changing my pick. So I'm <laughs> what you, you stop changing picks on the sheet. No, sheet. no, no. I, it's just the one. I, I, they let, they're letting me change it. I'm, going, I'm officially on the under now on Philly. Oh, good Lord. Good. All right. Good. good. Join the force. I had, I had 17 overs and 12 unders, and I felt wrong. So now 13 unders and 16 overs with three pushes is a little bit better. There you Probably go. Probably still wrong, but Emmanuel Sanders does come over from the 49ers opposite of Michael Thomas. I mean, I don't really rate the division. I guess maybe the Bucks will be better, but 10 wins is a lot here. I'm on the over just because of Drew Brees. If he can stay healthy, I think Kamara plays, you know, the full year. Michael Thomas is a monster. 
I don't really have a great justification for my over other than they just do it every year. Uh, yeah, I, I just like this football team. I think they're a good team. They're de- I think their wide receivers are actually a little bit better than people give them credit for. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be huge for that yeah, team. Yeah, big time. So I, I do like the over here as well. And I think Sean Payton's a good coach. In a league where I don't think there's that many good coaches, I think Sean Payton's one of them. Oh, wow. I just saw your next – I saw your pick for the next one. <laughs> Interesting dot gif. Yeah, this is, um, this is going to be an interesting one. Let's move on to the last team in the division. We, we kind of jumped on them uh, at the top of the podcast, podcast here. Leonard Fournette does sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seven and nine last year, nine and a half win total. Big jump for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they only slightly improved this offseason. Well, they added a couple veterans. Not much to talk about here. You want to just move on to the West, or what do you, what do you want to do? I mean, they're loaded. I don't, I don't know what you want. Like, this team's absolutely loaded. Offense, defense, like – we got enough running backs for two seasons. <laughs> like they're they're loaded. I, I don't know what else you'd want from this team. A third of their Talk roster about, is running backs. Um, one of which we probably need to talk about, Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh boy, let's not talk about that. I can't wait until Vaughn scores more fantasy points than CEH this year. Yeah, that's not gonna age well, is it? That's a quote from <clears throat> at the Siege DFS. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. Look, here's the thing. If you're on Twitter as much as we are, we're gonna have some things that maybe don't come out to be true. And obviously the situation's changed. Fournette's in, but we, you know, we're screwing the pooch here. Brady yeah, yeah. and Gronk the, the COVID, in. The COVID diagnosis just killed him. Yeah, like, that was lost. Good. Like in the rookie, no off season. And then it freaking lost like the first two weeks of camp. It was just, yeah. Um, Unfortunate. Speaking of wide receiver core, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk. We don't know what we're going to get out of Gronk, but he's better than most okay, Howard. Yeah. I mean, Scotty Miller, Another team that's way better than the freaking Falcons who <laughs> declared that we're the best wide receiver core in the country. I asked the question. I didn't declare anything. It wasn't even like – they're not even like in the top ten. <laughs> well, I mean, they're probably in the top ten, but they're like borderline top ten, and you're asking if they're the best one in the league. Uh, they do have a solid defense. Obviously, Arians um, at the helm there. Tom Brady aging rapidly, but maybe not. He's, he's the best-looking 39 or 40-year-old I've ever seen in my entire like life. 44? I have no idea. It's like um, what are your expectations for this team? I'm under seven and nine for the Buccaneers. You mean under nine and a half? Uh, nine and a half. Sorry. Yeah. I like the over here. I think they're a 10 win football team. See, I had him at nine. Win. That's what I mean. It's not like a, I don't just, I also see how they lose seven times. Like that team's so loaded. How do you lose seven times with that roster? Gronk gets hurt like week two. And okay, OJ OJ Howard's still really good. They still have Cameron Bray. Like they're still the loaded. 30 years. Like everyone sucks OJ Howard's balls and he doesn't do anything. Like he's, you know, he's kind of reminds he's me fine. of Mike Gusecki a little bit. Oh, don't you freak. get started about Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki is good. You are going to just take the massive L's by like week four on Mike Gusecki. He's going to have like four touchdowns and averaging like 100 yards a game. And you'll be like, oh my God, I was wrong. I will be wrong if that's the case. That's not going to be the case. But you're that's, just pissed. You're just don't like him because he played at Penn State, and you just hate everything Penn State. I've not figured you out. If if you go to Penn State, you're terrible. James Franklin is one of the worst coaches. Good recruiter, one of the worst coaches in college football. But that's not I why. I just I think he's. I, you, I, I don't think there's one Penn State player we've talked about in this podcast. You're like I like him. Saquon Barkley. You said he was okay. No, you said he was okay. I said, what do you think of him in the system? You said he's okay. Yeah, he's. But you, I, then we talked about his talent, and you were like, "Whatever." <laughs> I think he's maybe. I think he's right up there with. You, you Zeke said and like McCaffrey. you said they have a couple pieces, like the Saquon. Offense, you call them a piece. Stinks. Like the if you call them a piece, you can't be in love with them. Here's what I don't like about OJ Howard and Mike Gesicki. They look like Tarzan. They play like Jane. I think he's good depth. 
a lot. I think he might be better with a better piece next to him so that, you know, a little attention is taken off to him. If they do some two tight end sets and he's out there, maybe even splits out in the slot or Gronk splits out and he's on the end. If he's not asked to do all the tight end things that tight ends are supposed to do and just runs routes and catches balls, maybe. But we've yet to see that, man. He's so I mean, inconsistent. He needs to be their slot. He, they, what do you mean we've yet to see it? It's what he did. That's all he did the last month and a half last year. There you go. What happened to the rest of the season? They were that first month and a half. They they were awful. They couldn't even get out of their own way. They had Josh what. Rosen throwing, try to throw passes. <laughs> they were. Uh, I love the Dolphins. We. Uh, I know we're going to talk about them. I we're you. I you'll see. I know my they're not even in this league division again. You took the over, you little cop cop out. No, for the for the Bucks, I have the under nine and a half. You have the over. No, I I meant I was looking at the Dolphins. Like, you yeah, just talk shit about Kasicki, and you still have the over. I don't want to hear it. Um. Obviously, massive upgrade at quarterback Tom Brady. What do you think he has left in the tank? Is I'm not sure it's a massive upgrade. Jameis is severely underrated. Massive upgrade um, in the terms of consistency. Is that fair? I'm not, even, not even sure he's that. I'm not even sure he's upgrading consistency. Brady last year made some like real bonehead decisions. But I mean, this team's just so loaded. That, like he just has to like get out of his own way, and they'll be good. Yeah. Um. So you like over nine and a half wins? I have him slightly under. Again, this just comes from like thinking Carolina is just that bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, division winner? I'm guessing you're picking the Saints? Saints. Yeah, me too. Okay, NFC West, Arizona Cardinals. I think this is the best division in football. Am I, is that a hot take? No. Okay, good. 5-10-1 uh, last year. 7.5 is their win total that I'm seeing. If you want to double-check that seat. Yep, 7.5. If Arizona's in the AFC East, I think they're 10 and 6. I've said it. I mean, the AFC East is pretty wide open. As we discussed on our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think Hopkins is a massive ad. Another security blanket along with Fitzgerald, Kristen Kirk, running those little, you know, scout rounds. The nice part about the NFC West is they draw the AFC East this year, too. So they get to, they get to beat up on the Jets and the Bills. Yeah. I mean, I just... I love Isaiah Simmons. I think he's a hell of a player. You can line up at safety, linebacker, rush end. I think that's a good piece. Kennard comes in. He's opposite Chandler Jones. I think they're putting some things together. Seems not going to win a Super Bowl this year, but I rate Kyler Murray, and I think uh, Kingsbury's putting some pieces together. This screams 8-8 eight and eight to me. Yeah, which is over, right? But it I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Not making any noise in the playoffs if they get there, but 8-8. Eight it's going to be one of those teams that crush the out-of-division record, and the division record's going to be like 2-6 and six or 3-5. and five. I think they're going to have some weeks where they look like the best team in the NFL, and they're going to have some weeks where they look like the worst team in the NFL. We're going to see it the first two weeks, too. They play the four, on the road at the 49ers week one. They're going to look bad. And then they play the Everyone's Washington gonna football team. Everyone's going to shit on team. them. And the, say, then, they, then they play the Washington football team, and they're going to look like a godsend. Even though we, we both like the that, Washington and, football team. And then, yeah, but their defense is going yeah, to be just terrible. It's, it's a bad matchup for that team. And then they're going to face the Lions, and then that will be interesting to see because that's going to be a very contrasting style of game. Yeah, Patricia can't coach. Uh, we're not sure about I'm – not, I'm not sold on Kingsbury. I never have. I it. love Kingsbury. I do always you? Loved him. Yeah. Why? Why do you like him? Because he made people – he got teams at Texas Tech to be, like, half decent. You have to understand how bad – like, how impossible it is to recruit there. Like, it's impossible. Like, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. So they only had success when he came in? I mean, they were fine. They had a good run under Mike Leach, obviously, but Mike Leach is also a really good football coach. And then they had a bad coach in between, and they were not good. I do. I, I like – I'm a big coaching tree guy. I like that Kingsbury played for him. 
runs a similar system. I, I'm not like shitting all over Kingsbury. I just, I like him. I, I thought the, I thought the jump to the NFL was extreme. That was, that's kind of my thought. I'm just happy he didn't actually be the offensive coordinator at USC because I would have scared the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, that, fan. I was like, oh, this sucks. And then the Patriots were trying to hire him. And I was like, oh, this is great. Thank God. Get to go from a team that I can't, dis- I despise the one I love. This is fantastic. And then ended up getting the Cardinals job, which I actually think was a good hire by them. I really do. It, to me, it, I think he's a better coach than Lane Kiffin, but it had shades of Kiffin to the Raiders. It's like, oh, man, that theme, that's like a step too early. No, I, I think he's fine. I think, I think he had learned growing pains last year, but yeah. I think he's going to be good now. So we're both on the over, like slight over. Eight and eight, I think, is where I had him. You're about the same, Siege? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the L.A. Rams. I'm just going to let you take this one away because I think you're huge on Mr. Goff, right? I just it, – it's really simple. He had the, the most unlucky season in terms of touchdown passes for the yards he threw ever. Like, it's nothing about – it's not – I don't love Jared Goff. I just – they're going to throw a ton – He's going to get a ton of passing yards and he's just going to get more positive touchdown regression because that's what happens. And they're going from Todd Gurley, who's really good in the red zone to Cam Akers who had issues with that at, at Florida state. So I, I think they're going to throw more in the red zone and I think they're going to be more effective in the red zone when they throw. And I think he's just going to get more touchdowns. Any worry about obviously McVay throwing his assistants under the bus there, fires everybody, brings in two coordinators. Any, any worry about a system change there with Kevin O'Connell? Yeah. 31st ranked offensive line in the NFL. No significant additions. Any worries there? Uh, I'm not. I, offensive line play, I just think is pretty overrated. I think people are just starting to treat it like a godsend. It's kind of ridiculous. Like the offensive line was bad last year, and they still threw for a thousand, like thousands and thousands of yards. I'm not worried about it. Keep going. I know there's more in there. No, it's, just, it's overrated. People are like, oh, they have the 30th ranked offensive line. Is that like – if the offensive line is bad, they suck. Like, they're professionals. They're not that bad. It's not like it's going to be, like, you know, a football team against, like, a high school team where they're just going to run all over them and 11 people are going to tackle the quarterback. Like, I feel like when people see, like, say, like, oh, the offensive line is bad, like, that's what they envision. It's like, all right, no offensive line is that bad. Obviously, they trade uh, Brandon Cooks midseason. They lost Todd uh, Gurley. We talked about it a little bit. Who gets the goal line carries? Is it Akers or Malcolm Brown? Who gets those? I think they're going to try acres, but again, I think they're going to throw a lot more. In the Didn't he have fumbling problems? Am I making that yes, up? Yes, he did. Yeah, Sorry, Florida Rich. State. Athletic as hell, though. 5'10", 217. He's a bit of a beast. Okay, I'm so you're over the eight, I'm assuming, on the LA Rams? I am. Uh, it's nine here, and I am in the push. Interesting. Yeah, I am over. Uh, on the sheet, I'm going to change that probably to an under. I just think this division's so damn competitive. I think the there's going to be a bounce back for the Rams, and nine and seven is not exactly the worst thing in the world. But I thought you can't change picks, dude. That's what you just yapping at me about. I mean, like I'm going to be a man of my word and honor and not change my over because I think it's right there. I would have put push, but I already put push for someone else. The Vikings, that's what it was. So I yeah, took I, the I over had here. three pushes. Actually, I have another push coming up. Ooh. Um, okay, I'm a bit indifferent on the Rams. I'm kind of like, who was the one you were like, let's move on? Uh, the Vikings. Vikings. I'm kind of like them with the Vikings. So I just – you kind of know what they are. Like, you, yeah. there's, there's really nothing to discuss. You know what they are. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Like, you just know what they are. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Maybe, maybe spectacular at times, but solid. Let's talk about – I mean, what else can we say about the San Francisco 49ers? 13-3 and three last year. Ten and a half win total is what I I got a hot take. I can't wait for this. Good-looking young coach, good-looking young quarterback. They do lose DeForest Buckner, Emmanuel Sanders, who we talked about earlier. 
let's hear this hot take about the San Francisco 49ers. Trent Taylor leads the NFC West in receptions. <laughs> Tell me more. I, I just think it's, I mean, it's a dream scenario for him. Just need to make sure they don't sign Sanu and screw this up, but I don't think they're going to. And if they play, it's just, it, the snap shouldn't come from Trent Taylor if they do. But um, I mean, he basically has all the Wes Welker things in that system. And, oh, he's got Wes Welker as a wide receiver coach. How nice. Um, you know, Jimmy G Patriot system uh, loves the throw to those slot guys. He runs all the routes. I think he's going to be a Julian Adam and light this season. And I think he's going to have a monster season. And I think people are going to notice it right away. Week one against Arizona, Arizona against the slot has always been an issue. I think it's going to be a, a party coming out week one for Trent Taylor. How long is Steve Samuel out? Uh, I think they say he's going to be ready for week one, but that foot, I don't know. That, it looks like they're rushing that foot to me, but. Yeah. You don't want to rush a foot injury. Um, any love for Brandon Ayuk, their first round draft pick. Already got hamstring issues. That's always a big red flag. Never good, right? Um, George Kittle obviously got paid this offseason. I think we talked about him a couple of podcasts ago. The best tight end in the NFL overall? Kelsey's better. Blocking, I mean, everything considering? Yeah, I, I think Kelsey's better. Just my opinion. Top but, two. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. I do like Trent Williams coming on board. Um, you know, obviously didn't play uh, last year. Any thoughts with him and, and the addition there? I think he's going to be a very well-needed left tackle in that uh, on that offensive line. So I think it's a, obviously a good addition. I mean, I know the division's tough. We're both on the over here, by the way, for the 49ers. But why why the 10.5 total? Like, that seems Because the division is brutal. Yeah. I just think that – I think this division is going to take a pick apart the East, the AFC East, and that's where I am kind of keep getting these overs from. Also, why I keep thinking the Jets and the Bills are done for. But. Trouble. I like the Bills. I like I love the Bills this year. Um, Jets stink. Yeah, wow, what a what a wow, geez, was the Bills. It's it's the Cleveland Browns hype train all over again. But Bills plus one versus the Pats. Give me that fuck out of it. I I yeah, you get you freaking hoodwink thing here. <laughs> hey, speaking of hoodwink, the Seattle Seahawks, I think, are pretenders this year. Um, let's see. Eleven and five last you year. You took the over. I like it. I, I took the, again. This is we're getting. How are they the, pretenders if they're if you took their over their win total? Uh, let me get there. Nine is the total that I had. Yep. Okay. That's nine. I think they're a 10 and 16. That's, that's not a very, pretender. That's very close to. That's a playoff eight team. Eight. Look, everyone loves the Seattle Seahawks, right? They add, you know, Greg Olson, hoodwinks the Carolina the Panthers. That team. He is the worst, man. Just chomps his gum, moves up and down in his dad's shoes on the sideline. I think this receiving core is okay. I was, I'll take an L on DK Metcalf. I think he's better than I give him credit for. But what else is there to love about the Seattle team? I know I'm on the over, but what else is there to love? I don't know. Like, I think they're fine. I'm not, like, desperate to love them. But I just think, I think that their wide receivers are awesome. Metcalf, Lockett, Russell Wilson. I mean, that's really all you kind of need, to be honest, to be a good offense. You just have to actually let them, you know, run the offense. Any love for Chris Carson this year? Not really. I think it's going to kind of be a timeshare with uh, Carlos Hyde. What are you doing I, with the Seattle wide receivers from a fantasy perspective? Because I'm clueless. Drafting them and drafting them and drafting them. Are you just doing volume and just hoping you're right or what? Yeah, I like them both. They're both going to have good seasons. What's a good season for Tyler Lockett? What's a good season for Tyler Lockett? Um, 80 catches, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. 
Maybe seven. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he'll struggle with thousand yards part, but I think he'll have some weeks where he just absolutely goes off. But the 80 catches, I think is right. in right. I think, I I mean, he had that over a thousand last year. So, yeah. Hmm. I think he stays healthy all year. He's a little guy. He'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Seattle, man. So what are you, where are you at? (laughs) Totals nine. I'm not loving that. I took the over to be honest on the sheet. I took the push. (laughs) That's about where I am, but I felt like a a baby taking a push. So I went over. The the whole division just is good. And I think that the win totals are all basically right. I know the more I broke it down and started getting ready for the pot. I'm like, God, I don't really like Seattle. I like, I like Seattle, but I just think that division is just so loaded. Seattle's a little bit like the Patriots to me, where it's like, we just have so much history of them being good, you know? Yeah, like they're going to do their thing. Yeah. Even though I don't really like them at all, they'll probably still get 9, 10 wins. Yeah. That's the, that's the Seahawks. So who wins this brutal division? You got the, uh, the Niners taking it again? Yep. See, I don't rate LA, and I think Arizona's a year away in a few pieces. So I think it's between Seattle and San Francisco. You just said that you regret taking the over, and now you're like talking up Seattle to win the division. I'm just, I'm trying. Make an opinion. You flip flopped on Seattle more times than like you flip a pancake. And that's the beauty. You can just clip whatever you want, and you're right. I guess, man, I really want to go under on that one. I don't like Seattle. I'm going under. I might even change my pick on the sheet. I might pull a siege here. But I think San Francisco wins the division. I don't think they get the 13 wins, though. 10 and a half. I think they're maybe 11, 12 wins. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, any other takes before we bounce out of here, Steve? That is the NFC preview. Obviously, next week we're going to have actual games to talk about. We will try to put this out before Thursday night football kicks off. I don't think this is going to be like a game preview. It'll be just talking about the weekend in general. But anything else you want to talk about, the NFC, AFC, or otherwise? No. Other than, you're, other than you're just wrong, I get sick. You're just wrong. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find a bet. Let's let's create a bet. We'll have one for next week. We'll say the first four weeks production-wise where he'll be, and then we'll make a we'll have a bet. There you go. That's gonna do it for this week's Siege Mentality Podcast, episode four. Big thank you to everyone who's subscribed so far uh, across all platforms. Social count slowly growing. If you haven't yet, head over there at Siege Mentality on Twitter. Give us a follow. And of course, if you're not yet doing it, head over to at the Siege DFS. Give him a follow, and I am Duke at Duke DFS. This has been fun. We'll see you next week for some actual live football games. Cannot wait. Adios.